Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Biden cancels student debt. A Republican in Georgia is swatted by an automation. And the government's effort to pre-bunk so-called election misinformation amps up. You're watching the Propaganda Report podcast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless. Cam, there's a lot going on today. Let's dive right in. Top story today, I think, what everybody's talking about is watch out Jill Biden, Dr. Jill you better watch out. Elizabeth Warren is smitten over your man, Joe, as the president has announced his student loan forgiveness plan today. Elizabeth Warren was celebrating this proudly. I'm sure taking credit for it, she'll probably run against Biden, claiming that she's the one who got it through. Here's what I got from the president's announcement about the student loan payment. So first, they're going to forgive 10K in outstanding loans for everyone who makes under 120K a year and has a student loan. And for those who make under 120K a year and also received a Pell Grant, which is a subsidy given to students who display exceptional financial need that they do not have to pay back, they will receive an additional 10K in relief and they will get 20K reduced in their debt. Uh, again, the Pell Grant is... The recipients, they often rely on other sources of funding to pay for college, although they do get that Pell Grant that they do not have to pay back. But they are going to get more student loan forgiveness debt. And if you read the White House fact sheet on this, one of the focuses is equity, stuff like that. It's a climate change, global effort type, World Economic Forum, Great Reset type effort going on here. Now, student debt's definitely a, a problem here. And, and this this announcement here, it's just like anybody who's already paid off their loan that they got or anybody who didn't take out a loan, you can go kick rocks. We're not worried about you. And Biden, I was wondering, like, what's it going to, how's it going to affect people who want to take out a loan right now? Future students. And there's a clip where Biden kind of speaks to some of that and some other, other things going on with this bill during his announcement today. I'm going to play that real quick. Then we'll talk about it. Let's see here. There we go. Third thing. We're fixing the student loan program system itself. We've talked about this at length. This is really important. We're proposing to make what's called an income-driven repayment plan simple and fair. And here's how. No one with an undergraduate loan today or in the future, whether for community college or a four-year college, will have to pay more than 5% of their discretionary income to to repay their loan. 
That's income after you pay the necessities like housing, food, and the like. You currently pay 10%. We're cutting that in half to 5%. And after you pay your loan for 20 years, your obligation will be fulfilled if it hadn't already been fulfilled, meaning you won't have to pay any more, period. And borrowers whose original balance was less than $12,000, many of whom are community college students, will be done paying just after 10 years. These changes will save more than $1,000 a year on average for the borrower. Okay, there's a lot there, and I'm not going to dissect all of that, but the thing that I was focused on there was I just wanted to make sure that this would be applied for future loans as well, which obviously it's going to be. So this is an encouragement to take out more loans. So these loans have been a problem, and they are a problem, and people are saddled with this debt because they're led to believe that they must go to college in order to succeed in life. And so they take out debts because they don't think they'll get past a certain uh, a, a ceiling. They have a, ceil- a very low ceiling without a college degree. This is what we've been indoctrinated with for decades in America. So people go to college because it's the next step. It's the next check in the box. And therefore, lots of people are saddled with debt. So now Biden is here saying, you know what? I got your back and we're going to take care of some of this previous debt. But if you were hesitant about going to college in the future, go ahead and go. Go to the indoctrination centers, which a lot of these universities are, because we got your back and we will take care of that debt that you that you get. So, and that to me is what the biggest problem with all of this is. It's just this idea that in order to succeed in America that you must have a college degree. And that that has held people all across America back their entire lives. Psychologically, if they do not get a college degree, they have been led to believe that they simply can't do certain things and that they're going to have a very low ceiling of economic success. That they'll be living paycheck to paycheck, which causes them to not even try to succeed in ways where they might flourish in, they might be exceptional in. But because of this, because of this framework that's built up in people's minds, this illusionary barrier that's created by this idea that you must go to college and show off this little degree. College, look, I had a great time in college, but that, I, I have an economics degree. Obviously, I don't use an economics degree, and I would not be good in any economics field, I'd studied journalism as well. And journalism, I use those skills, but I'm not a typical journalist that you might see in the mainstream media that, that went through that typical path. People can su- succeed in a lot of alternative ways in this country. It's not about what check, check marks, the boxes you can check. What it's about is recognizing what skills you have and furthering those skills, whether it's through college or another, another way, and using those skills to help people solve their problems and get the things they want and for them to do better in life. And that's what it really boils down to. What a college degree is, it's a way to communicate what, what to an employer, a potential employer. It's a system of, well, let's filter out all the people without college degrees just to make it easier to find the needle in the haystack that is our perfect employee. All you have to do is flip that and you just take the initiative, you see what people need and you see what you have and you show them in a different way how you can help them fulfill those needs. And oftentimes, if you don't have a college degree, you can actually show that in a more unique way because if you have a college degree, yet your other, your other check boxes aren't as good as other candidates, then it's actually going to automatically disqualify you when you're trying to get a job. And because you've been led that you need to stay within that parameter, you don't think creatively about how to communicate and how to show off your skills. So I'm not saying college is bad if you have a degree. Like I said, I have one. I actually think it's probably better to go to college when you're like in your 30s, when you know what you're specifically going for, so you, so, so you can turn around and apply it in, you know, in the real world. And what Biden seems to be doing, at least one angle of this here, is they want to keep people in that university system, which has 
more and more just become a way to indoctrinate, get them away from their families and indoctrinate them to this global leftist agenda. I will take a breath. Okay, while you take a breath, I will say uh, that when we talk about the student loan situation and forgiveness and all of that, I do like what you're saying here in a lot of ways because people act like it's a very simple situation. They act like, oh, well, you know, if we, if the government pays them back, that's not fair to the people who didn't go to college. I can understand that. Uh, but they don't realize, I think most people, what you're saying, that you are indoctrinated from a young age in the public school and even in the private school systems that you have to go to college. You won't make it if you don't go to college. And then when, you, when you're 18 years old and you, you're a you're dumb as a rock. They go, hey, you can go to college with these loans. We'll give them to you. for. They, they make them sound almost free. And so people take out these loans and what I would call federal student loans, both the public and private versions of that, because you know, you'll get one from Sally Mae that's a private loan that was set up by Sally Mae's a government entity. Come on. It's not private. Um, but you you have these and it's it's fraud. I think plain and simple. I think it's predatory. The fact that federal student loans or student loans in general um, do not have a way to disperse them in bankruptcy, that you have to essentially die for them to go away is ludicrous. And it's it, it, it points to the fact that these things are absolutely predatory. I know that from first firsthand, uh, you know, experience. I've I've got them. And I'm not I'm not like, hey, yo, get go Joe Biden because of this ten thousand dollars because I'm not even paying those. Uh, I don't care. But <laughs> but it's like people want to act like it's just, oh, well, it's simple. You should you you made the decision. You agreed to it. Yeah. Under faulty understandings and under indoctrination for what? Twelve yeah, right. years. Yeah, under a false premise that you need it. It, it creates an illusionary demand saying it's necessary for you, so therefore you have no choice if you want to succeed but borrow money. And now we're going to step in because we recognize that borrowing that money hurts you, and they want to keep people dependent on that system and on that government. And right now, especially through the pandem pandemic and just modern society with technology and everything – People are learning more and more that they can succeed without having a college degree. So more and more people are not going to college. We're seeing that they're actually like Georgia Southern. There's a big billboard on, I think it's 85. I saw it not long ago that advertises that you don't have to take the SAT. You don't have to show an SAT score to go there. Not that I'm a fan of the way the SAT evaluates things, but they're begging people to come into the college system. And I think, among other things, this is an effort to keep people in that system of indoctrination, in that system of, I'm not going to call it a system of oppression, but because, look, I had a great time socially, and you meet a lot of people, do a lot of fun stuff in college, but it keeps people from actually, I think, fulfilling what they can truly become because it sets limits and parameters on what they can try and what they cannot. When people have the right mindset in college and they understand that it is an indoctrination center so that they can resist it, and then they go specifically knowing what they're trying to learn so that they can then apply it. I'm all for it in that case. But the way they manipulate people, I don't like it, and I think that this is just an effort to rein people back into that system in the future. Well, and not to mention, like, like you said, you don't... Okay. I'll restate it. I'll say it as myself because I don't think you technically said what I'm about to say. But for the most part, for the most part, you do not need a college education, especially these days. 
I mean, if you want to be a, a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an engineer, if you want to do the things that like, oh, no, someone will die or someone will be put in prison unless I, I, I help them, like go to college for that. But outside of that, do you really need a, a, a degree for, I mean, the sciences, hard sciences, sure. But like how many, you don't, you don't need a degree to be a filmmaker, how did they no. hoodwink us into that crap? Like, what, what are you talking about? Most things, we live in a time right now where all of the information, all of the knowledge of humanity is online. And you can either pay for classes, like master classes, things like that, or you can just read what you want to learn for free every day. So why on earth are we doing it for things like journalism? Like, can you can you not learn how to write by by? I mean, you can read textbooks for free. You can talk right, to people yeah. or journalists. I mean, honestly, I think if anything happened that would be good, it would be like the return of apprenticeship in most things, most right. occupations. Right. Um, but, yeah, and well, you don't and you don't actually need a degree to get those jobs. That right. I mean, I, I went through a thing a couple of years ago actually of all these the these top consulting agencies that all these governments and think tanks work with where they removed their degree requirement because they were not getting candidates to approach like they want they want to be approached create creatively and I, i've told the story before about how i've gotten a lot of marketing jobs when i did not have a marketing degree i just knew that i could do it because of my background in comedy writing and everything and so i i said I don't have to use a degree because I know if I say, hey, I'm an econ major with no marketing experience, then that's just going to eliminate me from contention. So instead, I said, screw it, think a different way. And I just wrote a 30-second audiovisual script, which is the job that you're doing, except in that audiovisual script, it was featuring me and it was telling them how my, my unique background and skills can help them get what they need to do while also showing doing the job in the process. And I got, I got so, I got like so much work for years out of that one 30 second audio visual script alone, simply because it was different. It got, it got people's attention because you have a stack of resumes and I know people look at them online now, but one shows up and it's just completely different. It automatically intrigues them. And that, that, so you don't have to have a degree to get a lot of these jobs. People think you do, so they don't try any other different ways. But when you do realize that all they care about they're just trying uh, an employer they only use that those degree requirements and whatnot because they're trying to make it easier to find the right person if you take the initiative and just do it differently what I would do is I would find the I would find the most powerful person at a company that I thought I could get in touch with and I would locate their email address in some way and that that in and of itself would impress them if you could find their email address because a lot of them aren't easy to find and then I would message them with I would do I would say something just to get their attention in the, in the heading which is not always easy and then the simple fact that you've done that automatically makes you stand out above all of these people with the degree requirements because you've shown the initiative and creativity that they want in their company well, and, and yeah so they don't actually require you to have de have degrees people just think that they do right well th there are some that will list it and I, I've heard people. Well, yeah, they say, list it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard people even say, "Well, you know what a college degree does is it lets people know that you're reliable and that you can, you uh, can yeah. stick to things." That that's not why they're looking at it. But I mean, look at the 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 way jobs are done at this point. It's it's it literally is. They get a bunch of emails because I've hired people like this. They get a bunch of emails. They read them. They they throw away some. They put filters for others. And I mean, it's it's kind of dumb how we do it now. <laughs> no, I've, I have never, I've actually never done it that way in my life. Like I've always thought it was dumb and I've gotten I, like, I was like, well, my best way to do it is different. 
is everybody's going this way. You do it that way. I've never done it that way. And you can, you know, you might not always get a job, but you're always going to get a reply and you're always going to get their attention if you do it differently. And and say they do list it, but they don't require it. So they list it because they're trying to make it easier for their recruiters. So they don't actually require it though. It actually helps them if you do it differently and get in touch with them because it makes their job easier when you come to them. What I meant was when I say I did it, I meant as someone who hired at one point that my, my company would put the, the, the right. thing out and I would deal with it. Um, what was the other thing? There was another thing I was thinking, dad, gum it, dad, gum it. I will say this while you're uh, remembering that uh, you, you actually don't have to have a degree to be a lawyer in, in New York city and other States. All you have to do is pass the bar exam. Right. And so, and, and, and that's the thing is you have to, not to sound too like uh, help yourself, uh, self-help, you have to invest in yourself. You have to up your human capital. You have to spend time learning. I'm I'm always learning. I'm always reading. We talk about, uh, and I know I know you are too, Brad. I mean, look at look at your your in depth knowledge of these different propaganda things, these different uh, strategies, these different uh, organizations. Like you can pick things out because you've put yourself through the ringer. But the number one thing that you can do as a human being, if you want to have a job and actually make money is learn how to sell yourself. So you're right about that. And that, that's exactly what getting a job is. It's communicating what you can do to help them get what they need. And that is what they don't really teach you very well in right. the university system. Again, I do think college courses and it, depending on where the course is and who's teaching it, I think they can be very valuable. But I personally... I would have gone to college when I was older, when I was more clear on what I wanted to learn from college. And because, because you have it, you're thinking with a mind towards how you're going to use it. When you're in college, you're just trying to get through class. You can go out drinking later that night and meet girls. And and that's, uh, which is that in in and of itself, socially, you know, you, you find yourself and everything, but I don't know if we necessarily want the nation's children, the future children that Biden's encouraging to go, go take on debt because I'll pay it back. I don't know if we want them discovering themselves in these indoctrination centers. These globalist indoctrination centers essentially is what a lot of them have become, not all universities. One other thing that, that he is doing here, and I'll play this clip also real quick, is seems to be, and they already do this a little bit, but trying to turn everybody into a government employee. Yeah. It's a game changer. We're also fixing what's called, and this has been the bane of driving me crazy when I was out of office. <laughs> the <ban laughs> Public service loan forgiveness program. So this has been the bane of driving him crazy when he's been out of office, the public service forgiveness program. So if you go into public service, they got your back. Let them continue. Now this program forgives student loans to encourage those students who have those loans if they go into public service. Think of the millions who are public school teachers, local police officers, workers at local charities, members of the military and the National Guard, and so many more. Think of the folks who work for federal, state, local, tribal governments, keeping essential services going, responding to natural disasters, all those firefighters and cops. The program is designed so that if you serve in one of these jobs, and we'll be able to list those and you'll be able to accurately assess whether you do, and make your loan payments for 10 years, even if it's not consecutive years, your remaining balance will be completely forgiven. It's a great idea, but the program's a mess. It's so inefficient and complicated, too many people just give up. Think if a service member defers their student loan payment while they're deployed. 
The system is so restrictive that their active duty service didn't count as public service. And the loan isn't forgiven as promised. It's outrageous. Well, the man to my left is going to fix it. The Department of Education has recently proposed changes that will make this program work better and over the long term, much better. And now the department issues emergency temporary changes to retroactively credit public service so it counts and loans are forgiven. Since I've been in office, more than... All right, so it's going to make it better, but in the long term, make it much better, he said. So this is going to add that much to it there. This idea of just... Yeah, I know people went to the military specifically because they were going to get, I can't remember what it was at the time, $50,000 in their education paid for, something like that. And that that is, it's a bribe is what it is. This is bribing people to be government employees. And they, they absolutely need people in the military now because the military, at least in their advertising for their recruiting efforts, and we played some of that on the show here, has gone completely woke and has actually turned off and driven away the very people who might have otherwise been recruited into the military and that's make it made it hard for them to bring people in so they're going to need to have some heftier bribes to get people to go put their lives down on the line like literally i don't mean like uh linda sarsour telling her activists they have to put their lives on the line to protest i mean going to fight a war put your lives on the line they're going to need to up that bribe and you know if you turn everybody into a government to an, an employee of the state then that's a way to uh, effectively control what people do when their income and paying the bills and feeding their children depend on it. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like, you know, you talked about uh, briefly. Yeah. Of, of course they want to bring people into public service to, to hitch their, their wagon to the government for the rest of their lives, you know, from, from cradle to grave, they want you with a part of the government. They want yeah. you paid by the government. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they want you sucking off of, uh, that sounded funny. They wanted, they want everyone to be, you know, mooching off of everyone else because that's what govern. That's what you, that's what happens when you are a government employee, you are not being paid out of, out of producing anything. You're being pr- paid out of the stolen money from other people. And that's what they want. That's what they want. But you, one of the things you said is, you know, it, when you're in college, uh, you, you know, you go party, you do that, this, that, and the other. It's fascinating to me that that is kind of how we push our kids and how we define college to them when really they should be waiting until they're at least 21 before they go. I think for God's sake, have a regular job, get some, get some dirt under your fingernails and then go to, go to school. But the, the fact that they take these kids when they're young enough to hoodwink, when they're young enough to go, oh, I can pay these loans off. This will be no problem. I have 20 years to pay them. That's cool. It's not cool. It, yeah, there's a lot of interest that comes in. It ends up being they have to pay a lot more off than they well, originally thought. Well, and if you look at this, uh, one of the things that's coming up is, you know, it's, what is it, August now? Um, and they are, you know, gearing up for the midterm el- midterm elections and right Mm -hmm. now right they want to get those votes yeah (laughs) right among young people biden is just eating dirt he's not doing well but i mean it's basically like if you vote democrat we're going to give you an extra 10k and student debt forgiveness right and and so he's doing that and he made that promise i mean elizabeth warren made fifty thousand dollars per person promise but he made ten thousand so now he's coming through so that he can get those votes so that his people that he endorses can get those votes etc but no, I mean, it's, this is, it, I, here's the thing. Here's the deal that I will make. I will say that you should cancel and forgive every single student loan that's out there. If at the same time 
you shut down the federal student loan program completely. Right. But we, we know we know that's not going to happen. We know right. That. But yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you shut that down, if you make colleges compete for the money that they are forcing people to pay to go to their schools, they'll have to lower their prices to, to compete. Because right now they just keep raising them because the student mm-hmm. loans will keep covering them no matter what. Yeah. So I mean, uh, there's so much to it. There's just I'm. Yeah. There's. I mean, that's that's always going to be the. I mean, that, that's how they get kids, right, as they become adults and they can yeah. capture them in some of these universities and, and shape their their minds for the future. You always you hear stories about people and kids leave and they come back three months later after being at college and all of a sudden they just they just have the opposite political views and they're just very compared to the family anyway. Not to say that some people don't just come to those views on their own. They do. But, yeah, there's definitely a, a, an agenda, a very specific agenda right there in the comments here. Uh, Redondo Rocket says, "Cancel your school debt, get a vaccine." LOL. That would I would actually appreciate this more if if Biden threw that in there and just said, "And we're also uh, we're going to give an extra 10k, 30k total debt reduction to those who can prove their vaccination status and boosted status." Just just right. go ahead and just just be shameless about it. Dude, Why not? If they would cancel all of my student debt, I mean, honestly, if they just cancel all of my debt, dude, I'd get it shot right into the private part. I was gonna be way more explicit than that. Yeah, yeah but not me, dude. I decided I getting, against it. <laughs> do well, well. Let's say whatever. You know, you don't want to be have an adverse effect on that part if you get that <laughs> vaccine put there. So, let's move on to the next story, which I, we both were uh, was on both of our radars, which is that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted last night. Swatting. I'm sure most everybody is familiar here. That's making up. A call to a prank call to police 911 in an attempt to get a whole bunch of armed police officers to go to that person's address. And this is Marjorie Taylor Greene, the U.S. Uh, representative from Georgia. She was swatted early Wednesday morning by a 911 caller who said they were upset by some of her views on transgenderism. According to the Rome police, officers responded to the report around 1 a.m. of a person being shot several times within city limits in a bathtub. And this is a quote here. It says, when officers responded, they discovered this was the home of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she assured the officers there was no issue, and the call was determined to be a false call, commonly known as swatting. And then this is where it gets interesting for me. Rome police, they received a second call from the suspect. So after they had already gone to the house and came back, they got another call. And the suspect was using a computer-generated voice stating that he or she was upset about Green's political view on cha- transgender youth rights. The Rome Police Department's criminal investigation is working in conjunction with the Capitol Police on the investigation because she is in Congress. And this is what it says. Actually, this is going to repeat some of what I just said, but this is from the actual police report. Just so we have full clarity on this. It says, after we cleared the call and went back in service, Rome Floyd 911 received a call from the suspect claiming responsibility for the incident and explaining his her motives. It was a computer generated voice. They explained that they were upset about Miss Green's stance on transgender youth rights and stated that they were trying to swat her. So they openly stated that. The suspect claims that he or she or they is connected to the website kiwifarm.net, which is a site that supports cyberstalking. The suspected the suspect stated that their username alt Autistic right, that's the username. Uh, they've attached a screenshot that was obtained on the alleged caller's profile from the site, and 
this is a site that actually is apparently known for swatting people who are pro-trans rights. So the caller, through an electronic automation or whatever, pretended to be from that site, and they don't think that they're actually from that site. It's a, an opposing site, but they represented themselves as being from this site traditionally that attacks people on the left, apparently. And it's just interesting that the automated or the, the fake voice, I don't know if it was like a what, the scream voice where the, he had that scream. I don't know if it was that poorly done or if it was one of these more sophisticated, like deep fake audio things that people have been talking about a lot lately. Like I saw something not long ago about how there's so much audio of Joe Rogan online that a deep fake audio could be made of him saying just about anything anything yeah. you can think of i mean and there, there's there's some really cool um technology it's cool and scary that you can actually make yourself sound just like literally you can speak into a microphone and it will essentially deep fake your voice to sound like whoever you want it to it's fascinating very cool very dangerous potentially um, but there, there was another, there was another one that, um, uh, it's kind of, these are, things are also fun. There's one online that it's essentially a text to speech and you can choose Eminem's voice and make him rap anything you want. So that's cool. What's um, the website? Do you have it on top of I mind? don't, but I'll, I'll, I'll find it and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. But, um, let's talk about swatting for just a second because I assume everyone knows what it is, but I can't stress the danger of this action because for one, okay, so swatting from my memory and I could be wrong. So fact check me, but, uh, I, my understanding is that swatting began as a prank for uh, video game streamers. So people would be on Twitch or whatever streaming and someone would call the police nearby, said that someone was shooting, said that someone was shot and then have the police come in. Do you realize how dangerous this is? Because you, I think people I mean, have been killed doing it, right? I, I think there's I, been a couple instances of that. I don't know if they have been or not, but all I'm going to say is, do you remember the story of Duncan Limp? No. So Duncan That's Limp... That's an unfortunate name, though. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan Limp had... Uh, he was essentially red flagged. One of the red flag laws thing. Uh, someone had called the police, his neighbor, and said, hey, this guy has guns. I don't think he should have them. And so in the middle of the night, Duncan Limp was... was on his bed, sleeping next to his pregnant girlfriend, and the SWAT team comes in and kills him, shoots him in his bed. And they say, oh, well, he tried to pull a gun. Who cares? This is this is the same as the Breonna Taylor incident, right? That shooting didn't need to happen. But when you do something like this, first off, I would say don't call the police ever unless you absolutely need them. Like, if you have a loud neighbor, go talk to your neighbor. Don't call the police on them. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But you're putting people at the risk of death and being shot when you swat them. For God's sake. Especially when you say there's been a murder that has happened. Five gunshots. Right. Well, that was in this police report. Five gunshots and the specificity of saying somebody was shot in a bathtub, which I think the police might be like, how do you know? They, maybe they don't have the full call transcript. It actually says you can obtain the audio from both calls from the Roan police. I might try to do that because I would like to hear the whole thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It did say they were shot five times in a police in a bathtub. It didn't elaborate on that. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, be, I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. Hearing this story, hearing about the fake voice, and I'm not trying to hate on Marjorie Taylor Greene or anyone else, but she is such a flashy individual. She is someone who wants attention so bad. 
that it wouldn't I wouldn't put it past her at all to have had to, someone to do it on herself. Team yeah, maybe it's a possibility. Like, oh. It's always uh, that's that's always a possibility with any of these politicians on whatever side that they're on. And Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, just like AOC, they both know how to play this game, and they both play this media attention grabbing game because that, that's what these people are. These people are influencers whose second job is a politician, and, and yeah, and they do that is this their mo. So it's very possible, and it's also very possible that somebody did it. So it's hard to determine, and it, it, it's it's. Like we talked about before, we're at this point in reality where everything is a false flag or it's not, or it's real. You can't even tell anymore whether, and you can't even suggest it's a false flag unless you're suggesting that Russia is doing it to Ukraine. That's the only time that you can su- suggest a false flag is, is in that situation. But Please come so, to Brad's house. He has shot four people and a woman. Right. No, see, that's not true at all. <laughs> I, I guess that's one of those sites. That that automation would have been a little bit, I don't know if that would have been the best deep fake audio that I've ever heard. But <laughs> they say this, though. Like, So we, we see this happen to Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether or not somebody on her side did it to make her, because we know that nothing is better for fundraising and for gaining political power than being the victim of, of the other side, both sides, Yeah, that we've seen both of them use that. But right now there's congressional committees and there's reports that have been published in the past couple of weeks talking about how people who call Congress and leave messages, leave messages on the voicemail of their Congress people saying that they're wrong about the 2020 election. They're, they're wrong and they need to actually investigate it because these people believe that the election might have been tampered with. These people are being called by congressional committees domestic terrorists who need to be stopped. And for that to be characterized as de- uh, as, uh, fly, a red flag of domestic terrorism that puts somebody on a list. And then we have a story on the other side here that an automation, somebody using automation, is saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene, they don't like her positions on transgender, so they're doxing her, is a small story. Because this isn't really a, a big story. It, it, it just shows kind of the way that they treat different types of, quote, um, misinformation or whatever, attacks against the left or right going on. I, I don't know. I don't like calling it the left and right. I, it's, I haven't come up with a better way to describe it. It's just um, the easy way to describe it. But there is something going on with the way they're trying to silence people leading up to the 2022 midterm elections because we, are, we have been silenced ourselves. Okay. Where are we at now? We're at 34. So what we're going to do here is I think I got one more story for you before we move on to the, the DMBXR, which in the DMBXR, we're going to talk about a couple of things. One being, we're going to talk about somebody who has the trifecta of diagnoses. He's, he's the first person to have a triple diagnosis. Uh, it's like the worst day ever for this person. We're going to tell you what that is. And yes, it is related to monkeypox. And we're going to talk about a, a few other things too. We're going to see a guy who's proposing to his girlfriend and something happens at the worst possible time. And we're going we're gonna to watch that. And we're going to analyze it. If you want to get access to that DMBXR, we'll, where we will continue the conversation, talk about those other things, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. It's how we fund the show. Now we're going to move on to the final story of the day, which is, I, I think, and maybe final two stories. We'll see. But California has made a move, which is very typical of California. It's like, so if you're in California around 2035, you're going to have to start picking up your prostitutes at an EV charging station because California is banning gasoline. The first thing, no more gas stations. Don't start a a gas station in California 
because you're not going to be able to sell it there. California on, on Thursday, tomorrow, they're expected to put into effect a sweeping plan to prohibit the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035, which the article here calls a groundbreaking move that could have major effects on the effort to fight climate change and accelerate a global, a global transition towards electric vehicles. Uh, this is huge, says Margot Org, an electric vehicle expert who headed the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency's Transportation Emissions Program under Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama. California will now be the only government in the world that mandates zero emission vehicles. It's very unique. The rule issued by California, California's Air Resources Board will require that 100% of all new cars sold in the state by 2035 are free of fossil fuel emissions. It sets interim targets requiring that 35% of new passenger vehicles sold in the state by 2026 produce zero emissions, which will climb to 68% by 2030. They say the restrictions are important or are important because not only is California the largest automaker in the U.S., but more than a dozen other states typically follow California's lead when setting their own auto emission standards. Uh, Gavin Newsom, Newsom says that the climate crisis is solvable if we focus on big, bold steps necessary to stem the tide of carbon pollution. The new rule is also expected to influence the new policies in Washington and around the world to promote electric vehicles instead of pollution-filled gas-powered cars. Okay, so what also says here, the Attorney General's the 17 Republican... There's also a pushback from 17 Republican-led states because the only reason California can do this is because Biden restored the Clean Air Act waiver, giving California the legal authority to set air pollution and mileage rules tighter than the federal government. This is a policy which had been halted by former President Trump. So that allows them to continue doing this. And a bunch of Republican state-led states are suing uh, over this revocation, giving California that waiver. You know that in the late 1800s, early 1900s, we had a battle over whether it's going to be gas-powered vehicles versus electric vehicles. We've already done this over 100 years ago. A lot of people don't realize that. And gas-powered vehicles won out largely because that was where a lot of the profit was. So have they set up a, a revenue model where the EV vehicles are going to be more profitable than gasoline? That is the only way that this will be fully implemented is if those already in power are going to make more money off of EVs than they do off of gas power cars. If that were not the case, this would not be happening. So we're, we're, what, we're, what California is going to have to do to make this happen is they're going to not have to only outlaw gas power cars. They're going to have to make sure they have the EV charging station set. They have to knock down all the gas stations because what use is a gas station if gas is illegal? So don't start a gas station in California. You better change it into an EV station right now. Those need to pop up everywhere in California, which is going to make more and more gas-powered car owners leave the state, which means that people that aren't rich will have to leave California because EV cars are expensive. They're, they're a lot more expensive right now. They're going to have to change that. They're going to have to make EV cars cheaper than gas-powered cars because they're way too expensive right now. And they're going to have to extend the life of how – well, maybe they won't. They just put a, an EV station in enough places. So that's going to drive the – probably really the, the middle class and the lower class out of California – leaving it to just the elitist idiots that really nobody likes. And they're also going to have to turn their entire highway system into that smart grid, which tracks the EV use. Because that, that is part of the Inflation Reduction Act and the Build Back Better plan, is to transform the roads and infrastructure in the country into a smart grid that works in conjunction with your electric vehicle, including highways that charge your cars you ride. 
That's a very impressive thing if they can do it. So what we're seeing here is California is the model for the 2030 Great Reset Agenda. As it always is, this is a global test, actually. This is, they're, they're implementing this for the entire globe to follow on. And it sounds to me like it's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. And California is going to end up being a state full of people that nobody likes and nobody wants to follow or model after. And that will be perfectly fine if it falls off into the ocean because of a major earthquake or something like that. I don't hope that happens. I don't at all. But if California wasn't already unlikable enough, it's stuff like this that makes us hate California. Well, and it's also completely ignorant. I mean, uh, just take a look at some of these different things because they're like, hey, you want to save the environment? Get an electric vehicle. You, oh, do, do you want to to save the environment? Put uh, what solar panels on your house? Okay, so all of a sudden we. Which have I don't even care. People. Do that. It's fine. But, the, but like they're incentivizing people to do it and trying to drive people away from alternative solutions. Right, and one of the things that they are doing is um, when all these people got electric vehicles, and now since they have them, they're all plugging them in at night in their homes. And so this is creating right, yeah, a yeah. giant bottleneck of electricity and electricity. They need more and more and it's not working out very well. So they have to make more electricity. Yeah. And how do they make more electricity? It's not, it's not green because it's not coming from windmills. It's not coming from solar panels. But yeah, then you look yeah. at, you look at solar panels and they, you, you think, Oh, this makes sense. If there's a lot of sun then our solar panels would be a great thing to have, except solar panels if they get too hot, it starts actually working in the reverse and it stops working. It, it, it doesn't work as well when it's too hot. So places like Arizona, how on earth are they going to, to do solar panels? It just makes it, it's, it's, ignorant. it's too high. Yeah. It's ignorance. It's too hot for solar. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they, they know that they know all the, the, some of the downfalls anyway, at least the people who are ultimately behind it. It's just, it's just another part of this this global climate change. I, I mean, electric vehicles to me are at least everything I've seen about them is I don't know why you would want an electric vehicle personally. Right. I, may, maybe maybe there's I haven't tried one, so I don't have firsthand experience and, and they are evolving, but they act like this is something that's new that's been developed when it hasn't. They've been de they've developed electric vehicles over a hundred years ago and they decided to go with the gasoline power because they thought it was a, the more scalable, sustainable economic model. And so now they're going the other way with it. And you're right about the green green stuff not being so green. And I was going to bring the story. Maybe I'll bring it tomorrow but like germany has implemented a lot of these green policies and they've they've actually failed and they they've kind of shown that they aren't so beneficial to the environment they, they can actually make the environment worse at least according to the way they they analyze it and in a lot of ways and so I, it's just it's just like another business opportunity it's like another con artist walking up to you and you say hey can i interest you in an electric vehicle it's a great business opportunity pal why don't we transform your gas station you're gonna have everybody maybe elon musk will come charge his car at your ev gas station well it's just another one of their one of their climate change cons and it's a couple so we have ben ban hammer here in the chats he says Unfortunately, all the EV-driving wealthy Californians are moving here and bringing their retarded ways with them. Where do you live, Ban? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's bad for California when even the EV-driving people are leaving California. Right. Is he going to, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone. 
their policies. Yeah. Yes, powering while you drive. That is one of the smart grid, uh, one of the goals of the smart grid. Thank you, by the way, for uh, Redondo for the tip. It's very kind of you. Bad Andy says, psyops on psyops. Right, man. It's just like a pyramid of psyop. That's what the pyramids are. It's just, a, it's a, just psyop after psyop after psyop on top of other psyops. We live in a world of endless psyop. Uh, Dave sa- David says that crap is going to cause health issues. And any word says, wonder what this policy will do to the gas tax. Maybe they're planning to charge by the mile. Perhaps they absolutely might be planning that. Uh, so Ban lives in Idaho, north of Boise in the sticks. And so, yeah, so they're, yeah, that is where they're going. And that's what's crazy about it. Remember that clip we played the other day of, of De Niro, not De Niro, um, who, who was it? Alec Baldwin talking about how a lot of his rich friends are buying up all of this land and property out in the sticks because they're preppers. I mean, these wealthy people, we, people like us get made fun of for being like prepper-like and getting storable food. The, the wealthiest people on the planet are also doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. did you – oh, one thing. Did you hear that they actually asked Eminem how he felt about the gas changes in electric cars? Is this a setup for a, a joke? Oh, you bet it is. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I thought that this would lo- load faster. <laughs> It'll come it, on whenever it comes on. All right. Is this an actual Eminem quote? Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. I ain't driving no golf cart. I got a muscle car. I'm dancing lost hour. I ain't going solid. Plus your mama's people. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Gavin Newsom, I hope your death is gruesome. <laughs> it literally just added weird noises. Yeah, I can't end. understand. So is that the website you're saying where you can plug things in and it'll yeah. have rappers? That, yeah, so it, what is that website? It's um, uberduck.ai. Uberduck.ai. I mean, I, can't, I mean, it was obviously computer generated, but it did sound like uh, computer generated well, I M&M. love that it read the word bipolar and said bipolar. <laughs> and then it just made up random noises. Did you type in what he said or did it come yeah. up with that on its own? Yeah, I, I wrote, I ain't driving no golf cart. I got a muscle car and that's a lost art. I ain't going solar plus your mama's bipolar. Shut your mouth, Gavin Newsom. I hope your death is gruesome. Man, look at you. You're like a... Bars! I mean, you are like Eminem. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to the DMB XR where we are going to talk about those things I mentioned earlier. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for all the great stuff in the chats here on Rockfin. We're going to continue on Rockfin in the DMB XR. Thank you all for who are watching on Twitter and who are just listening to the show. Otherwise, we'll talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Talk to you all later. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Sign up. <laughs>